Hey, 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 what's up, folks? How's it going? How are you? Welcome back to the No Sleep Startup Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Montgomery, and this is episode 43? Question mark? I think we're on 43, folks. How you doing? It's a new week. It's a new day. You guys out there hustling, I hope that you're making progress on your ideas. It is 43. We're on 43. I just checked. (laughs) Hope you're making progress with whatever you have mapped out, right? Your new idea, your new agency. I hope you're making progress. Progress is hard to kind of, you know, keep track of when you're in the thick of it. You look up one day and you're like, wow, I I have a client base or I have leads to follow up with. You know, I've got new relationships that I now need to foster. New friendships, new peers, right? I hope that's happening for you. Um, I hope you're still learning. Gaining knowledge in your craft. That's uh, that's important. I think I've talked about that. Just taking time out every day. If you can, every day. And you can. I don't know why I said if you can. You can. Follow the right people on Twitter. You know, or, or on IG. Or Facebook. Follow the right uh, blogs. The right subreddits, right? Follow something. Something you can check up, check up on. You know? Apple has that thing. Shows you news in certain categories. Subscribe to something. You know, keep track of what's going on in your industry or around your industry. It's important. It's very important. Today I had a meeting with a potential investor. Um, This guy's worth a lot. A lot. And I said in the meeting, I was talking about how, how, you know, traditional media still exists or traditional marketing, you know, like your TV ads, your print magazines, um, brochures, you know, some people still use those things that they put on your doorknob. I don't know what those are called, where you open your door and you're like, what is, and they're like, I'll come, you know, overseed your grass for the winter, whatever that means. And then you call them and they're like, yeah, $700. And you're like, I don't, I don't care that much about my grass. <laughs> but I was telling them, you know, there's that, which is considered traditional marketing. And then there's digital, right? But right now we're in a space where there is now seemingly traditional digital marketing. Traditional being like, you know, I run ads. <laughs> That's traditional. I run digital ads. But there's so much more to it now, you know, so much so so many different ways to target. There's programmatic. There's over the top. It's connected TV ads. Um, the retargeting is nuts. The amount of information you can get on people is crazy. There's technology, you know, beacon technology, stuff where you walk on a car lot and the salesperson, before he walks up to you to say hi to you, knows the vehicle that you already own. Isn't that crazy? They know the VIN number of what you drive already 
from your device ID. <laughs> Did you know that? I only know because I'm in the automotive world uh, with several clients. But yeah, you walk up and it's like, bing. They're like, oh, this guy drives a Chevy Tahoe. Let me walk him over to similar vehicles. Oh, that sales process is getting easier. But I was talking to this guy and he was saying, as I say he's worth a lot because he's done really, really well. He's bought and sold companies, invested the right way. But a majority of his stuff came from sales. And he's selling, you know, six, seven figure uh, properties, basically. So land, he sells land, hunting land, leasing land, uh, leasing ranches, and whatever. Land. <laughs> it's like, how do you sell land? And his sales process, you know, he's, he's, in his, he's in his 60s or so. And he was saying um, he, dri- he still has to drive to these people who buy the land. Doesn't matter if they're 45 minutes away or if they're five hours away. He said a lot of times he has to get in the car and drive to them to get them to sign the paperwork. Right. Or to meet them or to, you know, take them to the land or take them to the land or meet his family, talk to his wife. And there's no email. <laughs> and me being a digital guy. Right. So he's talking to us about digital, but the way he makes his money doesn't involve digital. I thought that was. I mean, it's, it's novel. It's a novel practice, but it's so relational Right? So relationship-based. It's got to be hard to get to the point where that type of sales comes natural. Or, you know, and that's what I want to talk about. Like, these different ways of selling to different people. Like, imagine your product is $10 million. (laughs) How do you sell that? You know what I mean? That's not something that you could sell online you're not going to get a lead form from your or contact form from your website and someone's like hey i got a million <laughs> do i send it can i pay with paypal <laughs> and paypal would make so much money off of that what's uh what's three percent of a million dollars of ten million dollars let's see three percent no way that's right is that right What's 1% of $10 million? Is it $300,000? Imagine making PayPal $300 million or $300,000 to sell your product. That's crazy. Anyways, yeah, imagine if your product was that much. How would you have to sell if your service was that much? I bet you'd drive five hours, right? I bet you'd drive two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks across water and everything. End up in Russia somewhere. <laughs> the contract in your hand. You want to meet the wife and kids. You want to meet the neighbors. You want to do background checks on the person. You want to know everything about them. Anything possible to get that sale. Wouldn't you? Man, $10 million property. Some are $7 million, Some are $20 million, And he's done good at selling them. I'm thinking about us, right? <laughs> us with our, you know, if you're just starting, you got your $2,000 product service, and you're like, 
doing so much to get that too. Why is that? I think when we start off, we're not, for one, we're definitely new to it, right? So there's an excuse. I'm new to it. I haven't had time to learn all these different personality types. I haven't learned to, uh, to combat the objections, you know, people talking about, well, I, you know, my cousin does it for this much, or, you know, I, I worked with this company before and had a bad experience and we just don't, all we know is to give a proposal and wait, right? That's how I started selling. My first big deal, I thought, this is going to be a big deal, man. It was for this guy. He owned, wow, believe it or not, he owned uh, hunting land. <laughs> and he was making a um, a brand, right? So his brand was going to make apparel. And they were going to sell holsters and some other stuff. And I said, man, I could do this for you. Let me, uh, and I met with him for like an hour, right? Met with him for an hour. Said, I said, I'm the guy for you. Let me go back, make a proposal for you. I'll get it to you tomorrow. So worked my butt off on that proposal, sent it to him. And then what did I do? What do we always do? What do a lot of us do? We sit back and wait. Maybe you put an email tracker on it to see if they opened the email, right? You can do that through HubSpot. There used to be a, a Google Chrome extension called Sidekick. That would let you track when it was open. Maybe you put it in a link and you track the link click, right? And you just stare at it. Oh, they opened it. Maybe they'll reply. They don't. That first time, they don't. And this this proposal I sent, it was for like 16 grand. I was like, I'm going to do X, Y, Z for you. Here's the year plan. Here's a 12-month plan. All the stuff I'm going to do. And I might have talked about this before, but it, I feel like it, I just overwhelmed the person, right? I overwhelmed him, and I never heard from him again. But I sat back for, like, weeks, like, this is going to come through, right? I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to catch up on these bills, probably buy those Jordans that I like. <laughs> I didn't get anything, right? And I think a lot of that comes from... Because we're on the, the, the builder side of things, right? We're on the creative side where we, where we make these things. Uh, a lot of us are used to the deals coming in, right? We're used to working for someone or working somewhere that brings in deals. And we haven't taken the time to learn what all went into that process, right? All we know is we're building a new website for someone. We're designing a new site. And we got to send over for approval. Cool. I'll get to work on that. But we haven't gone to the salesperson and said, who is this person? Why are they buying? How'd you get them to buy? How many times did it take, you know, before you got a proposal to them? How many times did you talk to them? How many emails were sent? How'd you find them? Right? How many calls did you make to them? How'd you get past the gatekeeper? Never took time to learn that process. So now we step out into our freelance world, our new agency world, and we're just, okay, we know to send a proposal. We'll make it look good and send it, and then we'll wait and see. Not thinking about, I might need to follow up in a couple days. Not thinking, maybe I need to let them know that this proposal expires in 72 hours, right? That's a move. Hey, just I'm going to send over this contract, but it expires in a couple days, so we need to get it done. 
because my pipeline's filling up. That's something you can do, depending on how you uh, send proposals. Sometimes you can put a thing on it. Uh, I know with Quiller, you can say, hey, I want this to expire. This link expires in two days. So if they click on it in three, it's expired. You can see they clicked on it, and you can write them. Say, hey, I saw you tried to click on this. That's expired. I might be able to slide in, you know, slide you back into the time, into our work timeline if you can fill it out right now, right? But we don't know that about sales, right? When we first start, there are books about sales you can read. There's thousands of sales books, right? When without pitching, I always mention that. Um, shoot, what are some other ones? I, I know I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. Um, there's like the sales 10x sales machine, I think is one. Um, let me look on my Audible. A hundred million dollar offers. Um, what else? Uh, the game. I think that's one, maybe. I don't know. I don't have many. Oh, Built to Sell. Built to Sell is a book I heard. Um, I always download these books on my Audible. I never listen to them. I just keep downloading them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to listen to that on the way in to work. And then I turn on like some comedy podcast. Or I listen to a new album. Right? Or I listen to old albums. And the books will give you some idea. Right? But essentially all they're saying is, here's who I talked to and here's who mentored me and here's some quotes and I don't know, maybe try this. <laughs> sales books are autobiographies. There we go. Sales books are autobiographies. Same, I guess, can be said about this podcast. But again, I'm just going to tell you from my experience, the sales books didn't help me really. I mean, it, Maybe they help shed some light on situational issues, right? Uh, maybe someone's like, and and uh, he had the proposal, and he eyeballed, you know, he furrowed his brow and looked at me, and I knew right then I needed to knock twenty dollars off <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> what I've learned in my experience is this might sound cliche, but you're really selling yourself at the end of the day. You're selling yourself, not your service, not your product. You're selling yourself. And how do you do that? Right? There's a lot of ways to do it. I think it depends on your personality. I don't want to give you like some boilerplate, you know, if you look good, you feel good and all that crap. I want to give you some, some real advice. You're selling yourself, right? So you're selling your business, what you can do, but essentially... You're selling your personality. You're selling. And again, the, you could not get a deal because someone didn't like the shoes you had on. You can't control that. Okay. You just got to be in a lot of sales situations to get this. Right. How do you get in sales situations? We've talked about that. But throw yourself in there. Always. You're, you're pitching yourself. Right. So you're in a sales position meeting a new peer. When someone's like, what do you do? And you tell them. And you tell them enthusiastically. And you tell them very matter-of-fact, you know, here's what I do. Here's what I know. You, sh you show them you're knowledgeable. Show them you're the expert on a topic. Then they might remember you later on, you know? You're selling yourself. 
Okay. Now, a lot of people sell differently because everyone's different. So depending on your personality, some things will work, some won't. I know for me, I am not that personable with my clients. Now, that's not, I don't do that on purpose. I just prefer doing the work and showing off the work more than, uh, hmm, how do I say? I, I prefer doing the work and showing off our work more than hanging out on Fridays with the client, right? Now, some people are great at that. A lot of like just salespeople are really good at that. And that might be a difference. We're creators, we're builders. And we're, and we're having to adapt the salesman mentality when we're in sale mode, right? But a lot of people are just sales. So they have to build that rapport. They have to take the business owner out golfing, right? That, that old thing, going golfing with the clients. Deals are made on the golf course. That happens. That happened and it's happening. I talked to this guy today, you know, he's driving five hours to go get someone to sign a piece of paper. So people have to do that. So if that's your thing, I mean, cool. That, go do it. There's a there's a guy I knew he would take his client, his main client, he'd take him to the Bahamas with him every year and pay for it. Okay, cool. That's not me. So you got to find like what works for you, right? Now, being an introvert, staying behind the computer screen and hardly talking to anyone, it's not going to bring you sales. Sorry. Sorry. If you thought that was a possibility. Oh, I'm getting a text. Oh, cool. Liz is at my favorite restaurant. That's awesome. I'm not there. Um, <laughs> that won't work. You have to do some type of sales. So I think for me, what works best is I'm really good at educating people on the service, on the product. Um, and what makes me the expert, right? So if you're in design, if you run, you know, starting up your own restaurant, starting up your own arborist company, why are you the expert? How do you educate people on that, right? Now, this is a form of sales for the people who aren't taking their client, you know, whitewater rafting on the weekends. <laughs> so there's a couple, way to, couple ways to do that. A couple ways to educate people on why you're the expert and I think that will lead you to getting the sale. Now, the first way is online, right? If you're not that that personal personable type, um, create your sales pitch online. How do you do that? You got to do that through storytelling. You have to do it through funnels, believe it or not. Um, you know, you have to work someone through a funnel. How do you get someone through a funnel? I mean, there you can just YouTube best lead funnels on earth and they're probably always selling either insurance or mortgage <laughs> or real estate for sure real estate i mean real estate funnels are here they want to get people in that funnel getting you know are you interested in buying a house that's an easy sell right but what if it's brand awareness or what if it's brand packages how do you get someone interested into that well you have to meet them where they are in the search and then provide them with some answers to their questions. Right? Why does someone need a brand package? What's important about having a brand package? What's important about 
their uh, design being succinct across every platform. People don't know that. Some people just make a Facebook page and then boom, that's their business. Some people still do that and they do. Some people do okay. Some people need a brand package. So educate them, meet them where they're looking. You know, if they're looking, I need a logo design. Oh, maybe they need a logo or how to put a logo on a business card, right? They need a brand package. How to vector a logo because <laughs> they've tried to make a sign and their sign company said, no, we need the vectorized logo. And they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. So you meet them where they are in search, right? And then you put them into a funnel. And when I say funnel, I don't mean like you have to use click funnels or whatever other ones there are out there, but you educate them and then you make an offer. First of all, educating them, you're the expert, right? They learn something from you. Okay, you're the resource now that they're going to go to. Next could be, hey, if you have any other questions, you know, give us a call. We're here to help. Fill out this form. We're here to help. That could work. Maybe you do the whole webinar thing. You know, a lot of people do that. Uh, I don't, I'm sure it still works. You know, a digital dealer and, and other conferences, they still talk about webinars working. People pre-record videos and they make it seem like you're on that, on that live webinar and they have fake chat bots. <laughs> you know, you know, you know how it goes, digital people. But I think so many times we see stuff happening, like we see stuff that's working and we see so many people doing it and then we kind of fall away from it because we're like, ah, eh, that's not, you know, that's overdone. I'm going to do it a different way. But it works. So why not do what works? Why not at least try what works? You know? That's a whole nother episode. I, I actually wanted to, I wanted to talk about that at length. Because if you have my personality type, you see the webinars happening. You see the Facebook uh, ads where people are like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm Charles. And have you ever dealt with this issue? Bling, zip, wow. And it's like, <laughs> it's like someone's, I don't know, their logo getting used elsewhere. And they're like, we offer unique logos, uniquelogos.com. Whoa. And you're like, that is corny. And then you look down and there's freaking 15,000 comments, you know, and then you go to their site and they've got 20,000 reviews <laughs> and you look up the founder and they just IPO'd and they've gone public. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, man, that corny stuff that we think's corny, that stuff we think's corny works sometimes. So why not make our own? You know, bring in those leads. Now, you're making a funnel. So, you, so what are you going to do? You're going to put up something that you've done and said, do you like this? Fill out this form to get your own. Or are you going to make it an experience? Hey, I'm going to make this one minute video. Okay. And this is going to talk about why having a branding uh, package is important. And you're going to run that ad for $40 for the week. Right. And then you're going to go into the back end of business manager and you're going to make an audience based on people who have watched 75% of that video. And then you're going to make another ad targeted just to those people who have watched 75% of that video. And it's going to say, hey, if you like that video, there's more here. And that's going to lead them to a landing page on your site that gives them a little bit more information. 
And that information is going to dissuade them from trying to do it on their own and persuade them to hire you as an expert. And then you're going to move them into a sign up now for a call. We'll give you a free 30 minute consultation. Maybe we'll give you a free competitor review. You're going to use an online tool that does that competitor review for you. You're going to shoot it over to them because all you need is just that hook. Maybe the competitor review doesn't really show much, but you want to get them on the phone. It's going to say, hey, it's going to shoot out an automated email. It's going to say, hey, here's your competitor review. Click this link to schedule a call so we can walk through it with you. And then you got them on the phone. Right? Now, that's not easy. That takes some time, but why not do it? That's sales, right? That's sales for us who don't want to get a, a list of phone numbers and start calling. Because who wants to do that? You know, unless you're, I don't know, you're looking to do marketing for a, for independent optometrists, <laughs> then pick up the phone, call your local optometrist. Hey, I'm right here in, uh, I don't know, where are you? Hey, I'm right here in Dallas. I'm right off Beltline. I pass by your office every day and I noticed X, Y, Z. Can I come in? Maybe we can talk about my services. That's easy. I say it's easy, but I mean, it takes a lot of confidence to do that. But who cares? It's just, it's you, right? Who cares? What are you, you going to do? Be embarrassed talking to someone and then they say no and then you'll never talk to them again? Cool. Don't be that. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. So there's that. There's the online sales, right? That we, we, we just have to do what we have to do. And then there's the in-person sales. In-person. That's harder, right? I feel like that takes a lot of experience to walk in there confidently, to know, you know, to, to learn the person or to know the person before you even talk to them, right? So that takes learning people. That takes being in several conversations with a whole lot of different types of people. So as soon as they start talking, you're like, ah, I see where this is going to go, right? So... It's like I, I walked into a meeting, uh, maybe last month it was, maybe the month before, and in the office, I, this guy he does, um, it was a, a, a electric electric company, and the office he was like, yeah, come this way, and it's like this winding staircase, and we came into this huge conference room. I'm talking think think of a conference room and then quadruple that size, and it was huge, man, for no reason. And then his office was way at the other end. It was all dark, and there was, like, whiskey everywhere. It was very gloomy. And everything's painted black. <laughs> and as soon as he sat down, he was, like, finishing up an email. He slammed his phone down. Boom. He's like, ah, all right, what are we talking about? So from that point, I knew who that person was, right? They don't have time for the bull. They want to get straight to the point. What are the numbers? How am I going to help? I don't have time to be like, well, hi, here's, you know, here's who I am and here's what I've done and here's my experience. And if you want to learn more, I'll send you a link. No, no, no. I ended that conversation with, let me, what's your Wi-Fi? I'm going to get you your proposal right now so you can get on with it. And we close. It wasn't a lot. 2000 or 3000 a month, right? For ads. But you got to know that person, right? So you sit down, maybe you're talking to a scorned person, right? They're scorned. They've done this before with some other company, 
right? They're still pissed off at that company. Company that, in their words, took their money and ran. They didn't do anything to help them. Now, we know that's not completely true, unless it's some people I know, but uh, <laughs> we know it's not completely tr- true. So what do you do when that person starts? So yeah, I used to work with uh, Township Marketing down here, and they did X, Y, Z. They told me they'd do this, and they didn't do shit, you know? Well, first thing you have to do is show you understand, right? Oh, that's, oh, I can't believe they did that. Seriously? And then you let them know that you're here to help, right? You're not like that other company. How do you show that? A lot of times my go-to is, you know, it's companies like that that give this whole industry a bad name. Like, I don't even know what to pitch you now because they've probably said everything I've, I'm going to tell you. Now what? Now it's about you. <laughs> now you have to sell yourself, right? You're taking over services that someone else failed to do. Why are they going to go with you? Why are they going to, you know, if I bought a, uh, uh, you know, what, a Maserati from this dealership and it blew up after a month, why am I going to buy the Maserati from that dealership? You know what I mean? It's probably going to take that guy to convince me that the same car <laughs> is maybe a bit, a bit better, right? That he's been in this business for a long time, that he loves this car. He loves this model. He loves his job. And if anything goes wrong, I can call that guy. Right? Because my last experience where the car blew up, I called and called and called. And they sent me to this repair man and this repair. They couldn't help me and my warranties expired, blah, blah. But this guy over here who's selling me the same thing, he's gonna, how's he going to convince me? I've got a cell number. He just texted me. Right? He's shown me his son and his daughter have the same car. That was the car that they love. You know what I mean? You're selling yourself to the scorn person. Yeah, I left that I left that um meeting wanting to call the other company. Like, what did you guys do wrong? <laughs> and what if you sit down in front of an experienced person, right? Same scenario. You sit down, hey, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. You sit down, they say, Okay, uh, brand package. Um, we're in need of X, Y, Z. Um, and, uh, we've done this in the past and here's how things have happened. Uh, what makes, what, what, what about you is going to, you know, help us feel secure with hiring you? Well, now first you have to prop up their experience, right? Oh, great. I'm so glad that you have already gone through this. That takes a lot of time off of what, you know, my whole spiel. So in your talks, even if you're telling them something new, you say, I'm sure you're aware, but blah, 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 right? Prop up their experience. They're the experienced person, right? Make them feel good about bringing you on because you recognize their experience. And because you recognize it, they're going to feel secure. And they're going to say, I hired somebody who knows I'm the man, knows I'm the woman, right? I know my stuff. Hired the right person. Man, I'm running low on time and I have too many notes. Okay, um... What if you sit down uh, in front of someone who's weary to spend? They don't want to spend that much money, right? How do you disarm that person? You've come in with your brand package, and you know that generally you sell it for $4,000. And you get to that pricing point, or the, the point in the conversation where you're talking pricing, which you have to get to, 
guys, you have to get to it. And they say, how much is something like this going to cost? You say, well, you know, in my experience, anywhere from four to $8,000. All right. And they're like, whoa, I was looking to, that's a lot. And you say, okay, well, what were you looking to spend? They say something like, I I wanted to spend $500. (laughs) What do you say to that? You came in there, you're like, I need $4,000 this month. I got my car note is two months behind. I got to pay rent. So I'm going to sell this for $4,000. They say, I'm looking to spend $500. Uh Uh-oh. What do you do with that person? How do you disarm them? One of my go-tos is I say, okay, well, $500. You know, like I said, it's generally four to seven or 8000 for something like this. I start asking them what exactly they're looking for what they're purchasing for me to do for them. That was a long convoluted sentence, but basically I'm asking them to value, you know, put a value on if they were to buy this, what it would do for them. Right? So $500, $500. Wow. For a full brand package. Um, so let me ask with this whole, with the brand package, like what, where's this going to go? Is this for print? Is it, Oh, it's for everything. Okay. So, for 500 that would probably like co- cover our conversation. I can maybe point you in the right direction. Uh, but for around, you know, four or 5,000 is really going to be where we're at to give you what you need. Cause like you said, it's going to go in your trucks. It's going to be everywhere. And you do want that to be done perfectly. You want it right the first time. Right. And they'll say, well, yeah, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't work. They're like, no, my budget's 500. You say, okay, well, Maybe you shouldn't buy what, what I sell. You know, there's a site called Fiverr that you can go to and they do stuff for five dollars. You should go there. <laughs> what I'm what I'm trying to say is at some point we're gonna have to sell, right? So do it online, do it in front of people. Um but selling is hard, man. It's hard. It's difficult. It takes time to learn. You're not going to get it through books. You won't get it through books, guys. You'll get some tips, but you have to go through it. It's like being a stand-up comic. You can't get on stage and know, you know, and 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 have a perfect joke structure or a perfect crowd work. You have to go through the trials of it. Right? So don't beat yourself up if you go into a sales meeting and you leave and say I'll send you a proposal and you send it and never hear from them. Right? Because with time comes, hey, let me ask you, before I go home and send you this proposal, are you um, talking to other agencies? And they might say, yeah, yeah, we are. Right? You say, okay, have you talked to any so far? Is this pricing right? I want to make sure I'm competitive, obviously, but I also want to make sure I'm giving you more than what they're willing to give. Because I really think I can do a lot for you. You could say stuff like that, guys. (laughs) You don't have to go buy a script, you know, maybe have somewhat of a script ready. But when I say script, I mean, here's how I describe myself and my company. You know, here are the uh, top clients that I might mention that I've done work for. Right. Here's how I say uh, my specialties. Here's how I, you know, here's here's the testimonials that I can give to someone. Right. That's kind of like a script. But at the end of it, you're selling yourself to that client. 
So sell it good, man. Know that you're the shit. Walking in. <laughs> Be confident. Know that you're, what you're going to do is going to help. And just kind of exude that. Exude that. In front of during the meeting. Um, yeah. Just get into those situations where you can learn more, man. Learn more. Uh, there are some, you know, you can go online and look up um, whatever, either sales, Grant Cardone or people like that, but you're not going to get it from them. Anyways, I'm, I'm repeating myself. I will talk to you guys next time. We got a good uh, episode coming up. Uh, again, let me know um, on Twitter um, if uh, you'd like to see more long-form content. I think we're going to – we're actually – this is kind of insider info. We're building out a um, studio. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it in my office or at home, but we're building out a studio so we can bring this video content to you. We got to move to video. I know a lot of you guys like audio, but we'll have both. Um but we're going to move to video so soon. I'll be telling you to check us out on YouTube. Uh, but in the meantime, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K underscore T-M-G. That's Tango Mango Gango. Uh, check me out at the Montgomerygroup.us. Look at all the cool data stuff we're doing over at AudienceRent.com. And uh, yeah, check out Link, L-I-N-Q, LinkApp.com. If you're tired of business cards, use the code Uh, No sleep at checkout for 15% off your purchase, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Mm